I'm Daniel Levine, and this is Rarecast. Congenital pseudoarthrosis of the tibia is a rare condition that can cause spontaneous fractures, mobility problems, and impede proper growth. It is treated surgically, but because the bone often breaks again, it can lead to amputation. Novodip is developing an autologous cell therapy to allow tissue regeneration of large bone defects. We spoke to Denny Dufresne, co-founder and CEO of Novodip, about the rare pediatric bone disorder, also known as CPT, the company's cell therapy to address the condition, and how it works. Denis, thanks for joining us. Thank you for your invitations. We're going to talk about Novadip and its efforts to develop cell therapies to accelerate bone and tissue regeneration. Novadip is working in both rare and common indications, including trauma, spinal fusion, cancer, and tissue regeneration. We're going to focus on the work in a rare pediatric bone disorder you're doing, which is your lead indication. Let's start there. What is congenital pseudoarthrosis of the tibia? Uh, it's a specific and uh, an ultra-rare pediatric disease and uh, it's associated to a genetic disease in young kids. It can be associated to a disease called neurofibromatosis type 1. It's a spontaneous deformations of bowling of the bone, leading to breakage of the bone. And unfortunately, we are in this type of kids with a special disease in which we have a lack of bone formation, and in parallel, we have a spontaneous bone resorption. Therefore, you have a defect, and def the defect is growing progressively by the progressive destructions of the bone. It's a very ultra-rare disease. How does the condition manifest itself and progress? Oh, you have, uh, firstly, uh, uh, the tibia, uh, which is broken. You have a lot of pain on the kids. The kids cannot walk on the, on the tibia due to the pain. And unfortunately, you have a very high frequency of surgical interventions, which can lead, finally, at the teenage to the amputations because you are in a specific physiological context and uh, the bone cannot heal spontaneously. And how soon after birth does the condition become apparent? Uh, that uh, can uh, appear at two years old when you begin to, to walk because uh, finally it's really in these conditions that you realize that your kids cannot walk due to the pain. And you can see that there is a fracture due to the disease. And does anything is anything done to detect the condition prior to a fracture developing? No, you can detect before, but unfortunately, these spontaneous interventions, uh, currently we have no surgical uh, procedure in view to cure because you try that uh, you can maintain the angle of the uh, tibia in view to uh, avoid the fracture. But unfortunately, uh, in most of cases, that's lead to uh, fractures, unfortunately, but it's difficult to prevent. So... 
how successful are treatments for the breaks once they occur? Uh, currently, uh, you can estimate that at one year after a fracture in this type of kids, you have more than 70%, 70% of refractures leading to multiple surgery. And uh, currently, we can estimate that we have a risk of amputations over 60% uh, due to the lack of uh, irreversible bone formations. Novadip has developed platform technology that uses differentiated adipose-derived stem cells. You've spent a, a large part of your career as a researcher and have been doing work in diabetes on adipose stem cell therapies to improve the production of insulin. How did your work lead to the area of bone and tissue regeneration using these cells? It's an excellent question. Uh, before, yes, as you mentioned, I spent 15 years at the University Hospital Saint-Luc in Brussels in view to propose uh, an alternative in view to improve insulin producing cells in case of type 1 diabetes. And uh, by uh, studying this uh, approach with my PhD students, we realized that finally adipose stem cells as a property to perform new bones formations, but also to resist in a very epoxic environment with a very low oxygen tension. And in this context, Finally, a bone defect is exactly what we need. We have a, a bone defect, it's a fibrotic tissue, no, vas no vascularizations, very low oxygen tension. And we realize that finally, the adipose stem cells can overcome the pathophysiology by restorations of oxygen, new vascularizations, and finally, new bones formations. That was really based on the biological properties of the adipose stem cells mimic to that can mimic the pathophysiological context of the uh, of a bone defect it's why really that was a biological combination walk me through the the process of how this works you you start with the patient's own adipose cells these these are fat cells yeah. how how do you take these and get them to convert to stem cells that differentiate into bone or skin cells does this happen naturally through their application? Yeah, that's what, yes. that's, 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 the, the idea is not only to use the uh, adipose stem cells, is why we developed the 3M3 platform, because we really ex vivo outside the body from the fat tissue, we isolate the adipose stem cells by combinations with particles, we promote the cells to secrete extracellular matrix. And you obtain a real three-dimensional structures. Cells is a microscopical structures. Our product is a macroscopical structure. Therefore, that's really the beauty of the technology. We have a real mature product by asking to the cells to promote the synthesis of a matrix in view to cure the pathophysiology. Therefore, it seems simple, but biologically is more complex. Well, walk me through the process of the 3M3 platform. What do you start with? What does it go through and, and what's the final output? Uh, it's very easy. Huh? That's the, from the cells uh, combined, as I've mentioned with particles, we have a spontaneous production of an extracellular matrix. And when the cells are, 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 are included inside the extracellular matrix, they are begin to secrete highly specific profile of bioactive agents 
involved in the tissue healing, but also in the control of the cellular proliferations, for example, in case of tumor. And based on these three-dimensional structures, we have the autologous product for critical size defect because we need the active roles of the cells. We have the off-the-shelf. It's a allogenic matrix, and therefore the growth factors and the bioactive agents are passively released by the matrix. And finally, we have the exosome. It's nanovesicules secreted by the 3M3 platform. Once you have the cells ready, how, how are they used to treat a pre patient and what do they do within the body? Ah, uh, in case of the autologous program, you restore exactly the bone physiology in the defect of the congenital pseudarthrosis of the tibia. The cells and the matrix play the roles of a bone biological bandage. Is really fully integrated, restore the bone physiology to grow normally. Well, how, how do you apply them and how do you get them to stay where they need to be active? Oh, they remain active because the, that's the properties of the adipose stem cells. They have the resistance to, uh, to the hypoxic stress, to the low oxygen stress. And by the fact that they are fully integrated in their matrix, you have a real bone um, phenotype uh, playing the role of the restorations of the bone healings. That's the beauty of the technology. It's really the combinations of the matrix and the cells which play a major role in the bone physiological restorations. What's known about your experimental therapy, NVD003, from studies that have been done to date? Oh, the NVD003 was developed uh, now three years before, and we developed the, the first approach in adult patients with a very uh, severe trauma in view to demonstrate that the, uh, the cells and the product, the NVD003, can restore new bone formations in very severe patients. And after that, based on that, we transfer the technology to the congenital pseudarthrosis of the tibia in young kids. Therefore, we have already now nine patients transplanted. And up to now, more than two years after the implantations, we have a full restoration of the bone's uh, continuity and people can walk easily without any pain. That was the most beautiful demonstration in view to transfer to uh, young populations of patients. What's the development path forward? But for the 003, clearly, that's, we want to go in the market with the product uh, for the, these rare pediatric indications. We now are, uh, we are in the phase 1B2A trials, the pilot trials. The trials is granted by the FDA. We have an IND open, and uh, the study is now uh, ongoing both in U.S., and also in Belgium. And the first patient was implanted now two weeks before. And now we, we are starting to recruit the last three patients in view to plan the, the pivotal trials next year. And we hope that we could be on the market in 2026 and therefore available for the patients. We mentioned you're developing a, a range of regenerative medicine products. Why start with this indication? Why? Uh, because that was the worst severe conditions. And uh, when I was uh, in my university hospital, my mentors in the past told me, if you can cure this disease, you can cure everything in bone defect. 
and I like the challenge. It's why I perform now first to treat the worst case patients and after that to propose our technology for a broader population of patients. The companies developing both autologous and allergenic therapies, I'm always curious, what determines whether it would be best to use an autologous or allergenic therapy for a given indication? It's an excellent question. The autologous uh, product, you need the active roles of the cells. You are in a critical size bone defect. In a severe patient, you have a big defect. Therefore, you need a product which is active by the role of the cells inside the defect. That's the role of NVD003 in the congenital pseudarthrosis or after a severe trauma. For the off-the-shelf matrix, the matrix is releasing passively to stimulate the cells of the host. Therefore, it's more as a first line for every type of small bone defect, such as in spine surgery, maxillofacial, after a trauma, or uh, in case of foot and ankle surgery. Therefore, it's really the size. You have a big defect, you need the roles of the cells, you need the autologous product. You have a big, uh, small defect, you need to stimulate passively, you use the off-the-shelf matrix. And in, in creating the off-the-shelf matrix, is there any challenge in the preparation to ensure it doesn't trigger some kind of an immune response? No, that's the beauty of the technology because it's an allogenic matrix derived from the cells, but inside the product, you have no viable cells. And therefore, we demonstrated in our models, which was really a strong animal models, that we never elicited any cellular and numeral response. Therefore, we have no immune cells reactions and no uh, antibody productions. In late November, Novadip raised about $54 million in a Series B round. How far will existing funds take you, and what's the plan for additional fundraising? That's an excellent question. We have a plan now with the fundraising of the Series B to go up to end 2024, start 2025. Our objective is really to go uh, for the pivotal trials with the autologous and also the off-the-shelf. And it's why uh, we are planning a, a new round, a Series C uh, crossover in functions if we can go to IPO, uh, certainly for the start of 2025, end of 2024. Um, that's that's the major goal of the company. We, we've certainly seen big change in the capital markets and investors' attitudes. I'm wondering, from sitting on the other side of that table, have the conversations changed at all from your Series A to your B to your C round? Uh, yes, the, the, the capital markets has completely changed. Huh? Uh, currently, uh, now it's clear that VC has to focus uh, the efforts in view to be sure that we can deliver clinical data. That's the main aim in view to the risk and environment. It's completely different than before. Before, that was a more a, a less risky environment and investors can put more risk on early stage company. I think that this time currently is gone. And it's why, yes, our objective for the round B is to deliver three clinical uh, trials in parallel with data uh, to be sure that we can go for the next step an IPO, a round C, or also eventually a strategic partners, because that's the possibility of uh, and the beauty of our platform. Uh, we have a different type of product, and in terms of bone healing, we are really unique. And it's why we have all the three possibilities currently, which are remaining open for the next financing round of the company. Denis Dufresne, co-founder and CEO of Novadip, 
Denis, thanks so much for your time today. That was a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. For more information about rare disease and to connect to the rare disease community, go to globalgenes.org. To keep up on the latest news and trends affecting the rare disease community, be sure to visit raredaily.org. You can subscribe to the Rarecast RSS feed through raredaily.org or through SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or your preferred podcast manager. The Rarecast is produced for Global Genes by the Levine Media Group. You can also find our podcast, The Bio Report, on these popular podcast sites. Our theme music is composed by Jonah Levine and performed by the Jonah Levine Collective. We'd love to hear from you. Drop us a note at danny at levinemediagroup.com.